0: Good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, and this is episode 440 of the Lots Project Podcast. A daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another coffee with Brian. Just another morning chat. How's everybody doing? Hope you got something good in your cup. I am uh, working on some silver bullet blend. Uh, I see that James was around early in the, earlier this morning. It looks like today or tomorrow is his last day of silver bullet blend. And he concurs. Uh, beautiful to look at out of the bag, in the grinder, and in the cup. It's, it's just as good. Uh, let's see who's hanging out this morning. We got Canadian Farmstead. Good morning. Driving. Oh, are you driving and texting at the same time? How dare you? Morning K-Bonk. K-Bonk says good morning to Corey back there working hard filling the water. We had a little bit of a shuffle this morning because you know, just happens. Just happens. Uh, weather's kind of goofy. It might rain, so we had to get the dogs out. She uh, she took off with the dogs and got them walked before it got too rainy and wet. Uh, and it's more of more of the fact that it's it's we don't want them wet than uh, then we don't want to get wet i mean i don't particularly care to go walk in the rain but man when those dogs get wet they take forever to dry out so if we're gonna floored uh, avoid walking them in the rain it's all the better for sure pip and I just around this morning looks like good morning pip putting the truck away and um looking to write a scan program or a program for his scan gun for parts in the inventory Anybody? Um, anybody know how to do that? Anybody uh, versed in the programming of the scan gun, possibly a, uh, a pirate uh, a pirate program he can load in to uh, do his work for him, uh, AI style, maybe, maybe, maybe. K-Bong says it's fifty nine, cloudy and rain there. Also, yeah, I wish it was fifty nine. Uh, it's more like seventy and humid and rainy. So. I'd take 10, 12 degrees cooler. But uh, not bad, not bad. Morning butcher, how we doing? Josh the renegade butcher dropping in this morning earlier than uh, lately, earlier than lately. He's been having a rough week. Seems like it's been a rough week. A lot of uh, a lot of GSD shit going on, a little sideways stuff going on. Uh Solstice was yesterday, didn't uh didn't mention that. So who knows? Who knows what do we got on tap today i think i are going to talk about the farmers market that i uh, went to yesterday found one close went and visited and um i'll give you my thoughts and what kind of went down uh probably do a little armadillo update just because just because that's corey's favorite new pastime is to uh, keep an eye on the armadillo and keep tabs on uh, its current state and uh, the state of the things consuming it uh, what else do I got? Uh, man, I keep seeing the submarine thing, so I uh, I started to look at it a little bit, a little bit. So I might mention that. Well, that was lovely. Exactly what I needed was a shower during my show. Thanks, Norman. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Gotta love when they go get a big old drink of water. Those jowls are all dripping wet and soaking wet, and water just hanging out of them drool hanging out of them and they walk over and it's like they know. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I am pretty sure they do know for sure where they're at. They come around and they kind of line up with you and they jockey themselves. So their, their head is right in line with you. And then they shake their head and that stuff goes for, for feet in each direction they do it while you're walking. They do it after they get their water. I don't know if it's a, um, they love you and that's why they're doing it. Like they're sharing, sharing it with you or what, but yeah, I just got a shower. That was kind of fun. Thanks Norman. <laughs> oh yeah. So those are the topics, uh, thinking about, it, I might hit up that uh, block stream Jade too. Uh, I am, I'm in the midst of using it and figuring it all out, but, Man, as far as basic functionality, uh, I have gotten there and uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it's going. So with that, uh, we got a pretty, probably a pretty quick perfect cup question of the day today uh, It was a one or two word answer pretty much. So it'll probably be pretty quick and uh, get through that and hit up the history and then we'll bullshit for a little while about some uh, some random topics here. Good morning, Blakesley Acres. How's we doing? How is it going this morning? Uh, hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's doing good. We're at uh coming up on six, so let's do that perfect cup question. All right, everyone, it's time for the 104th edition of the perfect cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my telegram channel, t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed feed. That's the place you're guaranteed to find the question of the day posted Sunday through Thursday for the following day's show. I ask a question, let everybody answer it, come back and grab it, and then uh, we, we throw it all out there the next morning's show. If you want to take the risk, you can find it on Noster, Facebook, Telegram, Twitter, or MeWe. And uh, depending on if the, the platform or whatever notifies me, I will grab the answers around around there too, put them on the list but a lot of times I won't grab those so you're gonna want to sign up for that telegram channel ooh telegram oh these chats they're so hard to keep up with yeah it's not that anymore we used to have a chat used to have a bunch I still have a chat I used to throw the questions in the chat and they'd get buried and they'd get pinned and they'd do all that and then I just decided hey let's have a one-way thing let's have a channel where I post the question where I post the links and stuff for the show every day. And there's no chitter-chatter. Everything doesn't get lost. So, t.me slash lotsfeed is where you can go find all that stuff and not have to get buried in the comments. Morning, Greenberry Grove. How are we doing this morning? Thanks for joining us. Let's get to that question of the day. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grow up? When you grew up. (laughs) When you grow up. I haven't grown up yet, so there is that. Uh, I guess I could list everything I've wanted to be since I was born. but uh, the question again was when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? To the answer card? Uh, Corey and I first, Corey and I first. Corey. Corey's doing very good. She actually um, I think she saw my post on social media and instead of uh, instead of clicking over and uh, and answering there, she just looks over and she told me her answer made me write it down i guess that's the perks of being the wife you get to uh you just get to throw it out there and and it'll get it'll get collected but Corey says uh, she wanted to be a veterinarian weird weird did you guys think did you guys ever think that Corey uh would have wanted to have been a veterinarian by the way she enjoys animal pictures and animals did you really is that a real far-fetched one because she said that and i was like hmm weird Corey wanted to be a veterinarian uh me me well i th- i thought back and i tried to remember back as far as i could to the first thing that i consistently wanted to be uh, i know at one point for about a week i wanted to be a uh, construction flagger i know that um because we were on a, a vacation and i was always impressed by the guys that got to hold the sign that said slow and stop i know i was shooting high There were a lot of a lot of a lot of huge goals there, uh, but that's what I wanted to be. And uh, my aunt, my aunt and uncle made me up a little costume that I could do that. So I was that. So that's not something I wanted to be. The first real thing I, I think I wanted to be consistently for any length of time was a professional golfer, actually, and uh, that was that was a kind of a dream and a goal. And I actually pursued it a little bit. Um, Man spent every day, all day for summers on end, uh, out at a golf course, walking around, hitting that damn ball, and haven't done it in 20 years now. So, yeah, at least 20 years. <laughs> but that's uh, that's what I wanted to be. I think as my first my first real desire for a uh, what I wanted to be when I grew up. Let's get to the the crew over at the the lots channel on telegram no other question no other answers across socials uh dripped in i kind of spun through them this morning I didn't see anything telegram uh, had a bunch had a bunch canadian farmstead weighed in said he wanted to be a pyrotechnician he wanted to build fireworks and do shows that sounds great that sounds great i like it i like it i like to blow shit up i like all sorts of pyrotechnics Uh, Kyle, the backwoods butcher, said he wanted to be a farmer. Success. (laughs) Corey's over here going, success. (laughs) Congratulations, Kyle. You achieved your goals. Did Did you want to have an exotic animal farm or was it just a regular farmer? Nate uh, weighed in and said he wanted to be a movie director and giggled about it Um, Movie director, I think is a pretty popular one. I think as we watch watch movies as kids We somehow put two and two together that uh, man somebody made these things Somebody had to uh, tell the people what to do the actors and as we realized that I think that's a pretty cool uh, cool aspiration Nate make some YouTube videos my man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. Different Nate though. No. <laughs> um, Blueberry Texas says he wanted to be a veterinarian, also just like Corey. You guys could have opened a veterinarian practice together. He wanted to do it until he learned how much college they had to go to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Might as well be a doctor and uh, and get paid for it. Actually, I know some uh, some veterinary specialists that get p- compensated. Very well. Very, very well. Uh, Pip down there in Florida said he wanted to be a stadium trophy truck dirt racer. And he posted a picture, too. And, man, I could see that. Did you, Pip, did you go to those when you you were a kid? Did you go to those races? Did you watch them on TV? Because I could see. I never really watched anything like that. But I could see if I did how much it would be a draw to want to do that for sure sure that looked fun they like jump jump each jump each other um oh he said he went several times as a kid yeah i could see that i think that could be some uh some adrenaline going and uh, as a little man i would uh say ah that looks what i want to do right there i think you got into motorcycle racing and shit like that i mean do you have low low adrenaline that you need pumped up all the time my man mona weighed in and said Uh, Knight, a horse trainer, a vet, a hermit, a vagabond on a horseback, architect of fantastical homes, uh, depending on the age. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That is a uh, that is a long, um, odd list of things that all tie together, that all tie together. I think you could be all of those at once. Mona, I I don't think you needed to choose. Looking through the list, a knight, a horse trainer, a vet, a hermit, a vagabond on horseback, and an architect of fantastical homes. All you got to do is ride your horse around with your armor on, taking care of your horse by yourself, designing fantastical homes. I believe. K-Bong says he thinks golf was a popular dream of upstate New York kids. Um, yeah, I, I think so. There were a lot of um, there were a lot of there were a lot of professional golf events in the area. There were a lot of really nice golf courses, and it was a popular um, a popular pastime. If you weren't on a lake, you were probably on a golf course. And there were a lot of. A lot of high-end and a lot of uh, a lot of budget golf courses out there so it wasn't uh, strictly the hoity toity um uh yeah richie's rich richie riches uh yeah you got to go out and play no matter what so yeah i think k was right uh let's move on josh josh the renegade butcher says i wanted to either design computers or live on a remote island isolated from society like the swiss everything else I did all the things I had these two things I really wanted to do and I I didn't do those I just did all the other things (laughs) oh James Gingerbread Farms weighed in uh, this morning rolled in uh, as he was getting to work I assume and says he was interested in being a pilot and an astronaut yeah I was into the space thing for uh, for a while, and that was that almost went on the list. I just think there was uh, a more of a draw to the pro golfer. I also wanted to be a veterinarian because I was into penguins for a long time. Yeah, penguins had a bunch. It was it was uh, it was a little obsessive, um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, I had some drop in the, in the comments down over here. Kmong says he wanted to be an automotive designer till I did a summer internship at GM and drew door handles for the whole time. (laughs) 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 How were those door handles? Did you, did you make any significant improvements to the door handle? Um, and Pippenized says, the construction flag, dude, the ultimate illusion of control. You have a flag. I have a car. Why am I stopping? <laughs> oh, hey, it's the farmer. Backwoods Butcher shows up. Kyle, the farmer. How are you doing, Kyle? Congratulations on achieving your childhood dreams. How's your pig doing? doing better this morning did you are you late this morning because you went out and checked on the pig because that is totally excusable i will give you a hall pass if you had to go check on the pig hope it's doing all right man oh all right well that looks like all the answers on the perfect cup question of the day i appreciate everybody weighing in if you want to get in on another show be sure to check out the telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed or like i said they get posted out there Noster Facebook, Telegram, or Nostar, Facebook, <laughs> Nostar, Facebook, MeWe, Twitter, LinkedIn. I think that's it. I think that's it. With that, it's been another edition of the Perfect Cup. All right. It's not much, but it's honest work. Are you talking about Kyle or uh, or everyone else? Um, <laughs> Backwoods Butcher said if it's if he gets a hall pass we're going and checking on the pig, it's uh he did that. But I'm assuming that that is not correct. I think he may be fibbing to us, but eh, it is. He can be late. He can be late once in a while. I think he weighed in here. Oh. He forgets there's a timestamp on these, these comments. So, uh, he said, good morning at 6 16. He's going to have detention. That's after 15 minutes late. Sorry, Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. Anyway, let's get to the perfect curve to the lots of history. Pip uh, works tirelessly down there in Florida in the sweltering heat to bring us the history segment. So if you enjoy that lots of history, Be sure to head on over, check out the blog post, check out all the links that he provides, and be sure to hit up DuctionCups.com. Show them some love over there. Pip shows us all the love all the time doing the history segment, so head on over to DuctionCups.com and check it out. Check it out. Thanks, Pip. All right, here we go. Lots of history. June 22nd, humans, hello and happy next day from yesterday. It says, insert witty comment. I don't know. Pip thinks I'm witty. I don't know about that. But, uh, hey, insert witty comment here left in the notes. Oh, uh, let's see. This day, June 22nd, 1870, the United States Department of Justice is created by the U.S. Congress. Yay! Pip's notes. I don't think they're getting a lot of birthday cards. <laughs> Oh, Pip, K-Bong uh, throwing out a, uh, a, a tip for Pip over there in the comments. Uh, Pip, make sure you check that out. I know you might not be watching. You might be listening, so be sure to check that out. Anyway, let's get back to the history. <laughs> this day, June twenty second, 1948, the ship HMT Empire Windrush brought the first group of 802 West Indian immigrants to Tilbury making the start of the modern immigration to the United Kingdom. Huh. Interesting. Immigration to the United Kingdom. This day, June 22nd, 1984, Virgin Atlantic launches with its first flight from London to Newark. The airline was established in 1984 as British Atlantic Airways and was originally planned by its co-founders Randolph Fields and Alan Hellery to fly between London and, Falkland, and the Falkland Islands. Soon after changing the name to Virgin Atlantic Airways, Fields sold his shares in the company after disagreements with Richard Branson over management of the company. I think Virgin might have done the right thing and stuck with Richard Branson. I think he's doing okay. Hey, look at that. That's a long one. That might be weather related. I don't know. That was an awfully long pause for uh, just a uh, just of uh, an obstruction. So I don't know. We might have some thick cloud cover rolling over. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, June 22nd. Where was I? 1990. Cold War. Checkpoint Charlie is dismantled in Berlin. Best known Berlin wall crossing point between East Berlin and West Berlin during the Cold War. This day, June 22nd, 2000, Wuhan, wait, 2000. Hey, folks, get your head wrapped around the year 2000, not 2019. The year 2000, June 22nd, Wuhan Airlines Flight 343 is struck by lightning and crashes into Wuhan, Heian District, killing 49 people. Pips notes, wait, what is? what if this was that real start? It just took twenty years to mutate. Do you think? Um, do you think the woo flu could have come from like jet fuel burning? Pip says, "Nah, I'd still assume it was the HVAC system being worked at that lab that caused the cough stuff to get loose." <laughs> is that the? Is that the 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 final um, the final official narrative? Is Yeah, well, we were working on this stuff over here, and we were working on the HVAC system, and it accidentally got out. Did they finally cop to the fact that they made this shit? Did they uh, ever cop to the fact that they just let it loose or purposely distributed it? Backwoods Butcher says... That plane crashed into the pangolin, and that's what started it. Has anybody watched the uh, South Park, the South Park um, Wuhan episode? Oh, if you haven't, be sure to check it out. All right, let's move on. Let's get to those birthdays today. Let's see who's born on June 22nd. Uh, 1909, Mike Todd, American producer and manager on the American Theater and Film Producer, celebrated for his 1956 Around the World in 80 Days which won an Academy Award for Best Picture. Actress Elizabeth Taylor was his third wife. Todd was the third of Taylor's seven husbands and the only one whom Taylor did not divorce. Todd died in a private plane accident a year after their marriage. So she didn't have to divorce him. (laughs) June 22nd, 1930. Yuri Artikuling. Art-yuk. Art-yuk chin russian colonel engineer and astronaut that was a fun one soviet russian cosmonaut and engineer who made a single flight into space pips notes does does space age a human differently because this dude's wiki pick looks like he's been around the globe a few times if you get what i'm saying oh man oh man um this day 1958 bruce campbell american actor director producer and writer as the main actor in the cult classic trilogy, Evil Dead 1, 2, and Army of Darkness, there's dozens plus one-liners in the series. YouTube click of Army of Darkness trailer, a link in the the Lots of History write-up at the, the blog post after the show. All the links to all the stories. You don't understand how much Pip puts in. You're going to want to clip over to that blog post or any blog post for the last, oh, I would say month or more that Pip's been doing this. At least a month. I'd have to really go back and look. But he lays them all out his notes, the wiki notes, and the link to the wiki story if you want to dig in more. This day in 1973, Carson Daly, American radio and television host. Do people still know who Carson Daly is? Because I have a feeling that people older than me probably don't know who he is, and people younger than me, because I d- did they you kick. <laughs> Corey, is he the TRL guy? Is that what it was called on MTV? Total Request Live. Live, Yeah. I don't think, uh, I think they might have kicked him off the air at some point. But yeah, he was born in 73, so he is 50 now. Man, is he still on MTV? Is MTV still on MTV? (laughs) Oh, who died today? Who kicked off? They went into the ground or at least headed that direction Um, this day, 1922 or this day, June 22nd, 1922 uh, in 1905. Excuse me. Francis Lubbock, American colonial and politician, uh, the ninth governor of Texas and was in office uh, during the American Civil War. Lubbock died in Austin on June 22nd, 1905 at the age of 89. Wow. Making him the last Confederate governor to die. He is buried in Texas State Cemetery in Austin. Too bad I won't go to Austin. Uh, This day, June 22nd, 1965, David O. Selznick, American screenwriter, producer, American film producer, screenwriter, and film studio executive who produced gone with the wind in 1939 pips notes gone with the wind i think i've heard of that one but frankly i don't give a damn (laughs) wow wow pip throwing that rolling it in uh pip would also said and i'd like to make it a today a holiday uh was the passing of george carlin rest in peace sir in 2008 we just discussed his birthday this may 12th man you got a good memory pip Carlin's seven dirty words routine was central to the 1978 United States Supreme Court case FCC versus Pacifica Foundation, in which the 5-4 decision affirmed the government's power to censor indecent material on the airwaves. Fuck shit. Fuck shit. Um, There are not really any holidays to note. Christians are still feasting on people. There is the Anti-Fascist Struggle Day in Croatia link in the blog post that's all the holidays. I, I confirm Pip's assertion that there should be a, a George Carlin um, passing holiday. And everybody should get up in the morning and read the seven dirty words that you can't say on, on TV or radio. And um, you should probably say it at least a few times during the day. To get over the fucking fact that it doesn't matter what language is and someone has to make it bad for it to be bad. Just remember, folks, it's been 25,567,500,900 in two days since the last Velociraptor attack. Let's keep those numbers strong and get stuff done. This has been Pip with DuctionCups.com in the lyrics to the old Steve Miller band song. Keep on Drucking me, baby. Keep on ducking me, baby. I like it, Pip. I like it. I sung it to myself in my head yesterday when I read the notes, but... I like it. I like it. Hey, guys, that's been another episode of Lots of History. If you enjoy the history, like I said, be sure to check out Pip over there at ductioncups.com and grab grab some of those ducks, grab some of those cups, or at least just send him a message and say hi. Thanks, Pip. Oh, let's see. What do we got going on? Um. <laughs> That was Butcher says it was amazing. I'm guessing he was talking about the South Park episode because he just uh, he just says you fucked a pangolin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, k bonk says, love that movie. I'm guessing he was probably talking um, the amazing around the, the 80 days, around the world in 80 days. Pip and I says, k bonk we're just getting inventory of D-Cups back in stock, going to work on that group sooner or later, <laughs> really working on the older – Jeep Wrangler dashboards at current. Oh yeah, K-Bonk uh, K-Bonk let him know that in uh in Jersey the, the the girls that like other girls that drive Jeeps like the ducks it might be a target market. Um who does the voice of what now, K-Bonk? Or uh Backwoods. Do-do-do oh yeah they just keep going on what is Wow Frank Zappa testifying in front of court uh, in 78 uh, yeah I think our moment my moment uh, my free speech moment was probably D Snyder in full um, glam rock drag sitting in front of Congress testifying about obscenity, and the dude was pretty damn well spoken and uh the all the congressmen and and uh, elites were sitting there just kind of like nose up looking at him like I didn't know that such a <laughs> Pip says my kids got flushed down the toilet, yeah Anyway let's see we're uh, about halfway in here a little little more What do we got on the market market today What do we got on the list today? I think that uh, that kind of clues it in We have farmers market yesterday so I started growing the greens Oh greens update greens update growing the greens um we're sprouting. I started the greens on Sunday. I think I was talking about it either Friday or Monday. Got them started. Uh, doing a little uh, quad uh, quadrant experiment in my container that I filled with cocoa core and some virgin soil from out at uh, Delinquents Gully. Toolman's Tim properties, Toolman Tim's property here. Uh, got those seeds set in on yeah Sunday afternoon. Stuff was nice and uh, nice and moist because I had just rehydrated the cocoa core. So it was really, really had a lot of water uh, mixed in with some dried, uh, sand, pretty sandy soil from Tim's. But I think it, uh, in combination with the cocoa core, it's going to be really good. Uh, held that moisture in and, uh, man, set them uh, under the camper uh, just so weather, if we got some heavy rains and things until they... Uh, Till they sprouted, obviously they didn't need sun. Um, if there was no greens to take in the sun, and I put them under there for um, put them under there. Sunday didn't really look. Monday um, pulled them out Tuesday afternoon, and I saw a few little uh, little green specks. Yesterday they were looking really good. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of the lettuce had already popped um and i have them all laid out and i have the notes of what was planted where and i have to match them up but um man yesterday this morning i went out to um empty my french press i took a peek over at it and man she just blew up it's blowing up so time to uh time to let it rock i'm hoping that it all goes i have uh i have a a variety of different um densities planted in there and we'll eventually just go to all one but uh Seeing which one grows best in the short term, for sure, and um, get going with that. So that's really cool. But uh, with that, we want to grow the greens. We also want to find some local, higher quality, um, higher quality meat than Walmart, and maybe some vegetables. So I started seeking out a farmers market. K Bank was wondering what container I used for the greens. Uh, basically, it was a. Um, what did it turn out to be? A sweater box. Yeah, it was a sweater box from the Dollar General. Uh, It's like a clear plastic, hard plastic um, container. I think it ended up being like 17 17 inches by 12 inches, maybe? 17 by 10. I can't remember what the exact was. Um, Big enough that uh, after my experiment uh, with the four different planting densities, uh, if I go to the whole thing, I think it'll be really... um, It'll be fine. I think it'll be enough for us. I'm hoping. Um, I might end up having to do like two in rotation, like one that's uh, one that's growing while we cut and come again on the other, and then by the time the second one comes in, we can dump the first. Maybe, maybe, or I might be able to split it in half. I'm not sure what. Um, I don't know what uh, how f- how full it roots because it's only six inches deep or so. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Renegade Butcher says, hi, Corey. And um, she says, hello, Josh. Joshua. Uh, she hopes you're doing well, and so are your animals because she has no status update on them. <coughs> K Monk says dollar store plastic containers for the win. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> Corey and I went there and we were walking around. She's like, what are you looking for? I was like, I don't know. She's like, well, what do you mean you don't know? I said, I don't know, but I'll know when I see it. I had a picture in my head. I didn't know if they had anything close. We're walking around and we turned the corner of this aisle and I was like, yep, there it is. There it is. Just a plastic, clear plastic container. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to drill holes in the bottom for drainage, but using the cocoa core, um it it appears that it's gonna it's gonna lock that moisture up in the cocoa core and not like pool at the bottom um i think by the times the roots got to the bottom like that if there was pooling in the bottom uh that um the roots wouldn't be there i don't know kbox says the bottoms are weak if you overload them yeah yeah these are uh these are pretty good they i don't think um i don't think i'm worry gonna worry too much about that uh if it does break then i'll just have to rearrange i uh, i appreciate the heads up though backwards butcher says hi Corey again oh wait oh wait he was late this morning oh <laughs> did you hold your breath too <laughs> We're sitting here looking out the window and this truck's coming down the road with a big ass trailer and I'm like watching it go by as we're doing, I'm here doing the show and she's got me so interested in whether it's going to run over the armadillo <laughs> and I looked up and I got excited. <laughs> oh man, oh man, off the rails for sure this morning. Um but those are the greens. Those are, That's the greens update along with the greens. We're looking for uh, some better meat uh, and, um, and maybe trying to hook up with um, local sources for that meat instead of Walmart, instead of uh, even the butcher shop that I drove by. It looked like it was pretty commercialized stuff. So I started looking for farmer's markets and there's one about, what was a half hour-ish, half hour or so away on Wednesdays. Uh, so yesterday being Wednesday, I uh, took off and went down there. Cool little farmers market probably we see one. I would say a dozen to a dozen and a half vendors uh, had a lot of crafty stuff a lot of um, a lot of that. <laughs> uh, you know, I one of the farmers markets we went to and it was new and it was getting established. But I had somebody. I was in a conversation with them, and here's a here's a pro tip, pro tip for you. If you're looking for a farmers market that you want to participate in, or your um, or you're at a farmers market right now and you can't real you can't remember you can't figure out why there isn't flow through. Um, there's a lot of things to do with it. Let me tell you, uh, market manager is key, but uh, look around. Because I had a customer tell me one time at a farmer's market that we weren't really thrilled with, uh, with the walkthrough traffic. Uh, I said, well, let's talk to her and ask her coming with like, hey, you come to the farmer's market? She's like, yeah, I try to support all the local people. Uh, I come to this one. I go to another one. I get my, get my vegetables and everything. But there's not a whole lot, of, whole lot of vegetables here. I said, yeah, I had microgreens and, and she loved them. She came to grab some every time I was there. But I said, well, what would would make it better? She says, well, there's a lot of crafts. There's a lot of stuff here. And I can only buy so many earrings. I can only buy so many craft items. Um, If you're in a farmer's market and you don't have people that are selling stuff that people need again, like food, like vegetables that go bad if you don't eat them, like vegetables that you eat them and you need more meat, um, things like that, things that go away and you need to buy again, you're probably not going to have those established customers. You're going to have the one-off people that swing by, oh, look at that, um, farmer's market. Where are the farmers? Oh, I got this really cool sign that a guy made. And good for you. Every, I mean, they need markets need the variety of products. But if your market is loaded with crafts and no food, no vegetables, no meat, you're not going to have an established customer base. People can only come back and look at the same signs, the same earrings, the same this, you know, um, that type of stuff before they stop coming. Just to look at if you got a farmer's markets is establishing and um, and they want you to join and sell your vegetables. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful, K-Bong says. Crap, craft equals crap most of the time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Kbonk's wondering if there's any Amish groups near us. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a whole lot of Amish Mennonite or uh, things in that like that uh, realm in this area. Uh, but got down to the farmers market. There was probably a dozen, like I said, a dozen, dozen and a half vendors. A fair amount of craft people. They put the craft people out not undercover. They were sitting in the sun if they didn't have their tent. Uh, But I walked through. And, uh, yeah, vegetable vendors. A few vegetable vendors, eggs, uh, mushroom, a mushroom vendor that uh, grows organic shiitakes and other mushrooms on farm. And then also has a certified forager that goes and... um, uh, that goes and forages wild mushrooms, then she dehydrates them and sells them for a variety of purposes. And yesterday I got to talk to her while she was making uh, mushroom capsules for a woman's dog that was suffering from uh, some different allergies and um, yeah, some, some issues. It was a lab having issues that labs have. So she was making, uh, making mushroom capsules that she, or uh, capsules. That she sold the capsules, but in a great marketing move, I thought uh, would demonstrate what she puts into the capsules, how she makes them, shows the people that she's not buying them and just taking them out of the package and putting them in a baggie. She actually makes them. Uh, shows the people. Uh, shows the people how much is goes into making them, how easy it is for them to buy the supplies, which she also sold, uh, and. Uh, And shows them how to make it, or they can spend the extra money and buy the pre-made capsules. I got talking to them and talking to them about the mushrooms and things like that. Got talking to the lady about her dog, um, discussing raw food diet that she's considering uh, transitioning to. And, man, weird. I had uh, quite a few years research into raw food diets and dealing with raw food customers and producing raw pet food. Had a really nice conversation with her, probably a good 15, 20 minutes with the mushroom girl and the the customer, uh, while the while the mushroom girl made the caplets. It was uh, it was really, it was really good conversation. I gave her my card and said, hey, reach out, and then I went to work. I reached out to everybody I know, local or semi-local or that might know someone in the area and put out feelers for local homesteaders that are selling to raw fooders or would be interested in it making connections, making, um, making connections and hopefully getting somebody, uh, getting somebody a customer and hooking up a customer with the product they need. Uh, and I don't even know anybody around here. Like I don't raise things, but I, uh, I felt the need to try to help her out. She was obviously concerned about her dog, obviously, um, through the conversation. So that was one interaction there. Uh, Another one, I found a meat vendor that's uh, pretty close. Said he had pork and beef, uh, had a very limited supply of pork. He's out of beef until next year. Great. Um, Didn't have really uh, anything other than pork chops that we wanted on uh, our shopping list. So, I, uh, you know, instead of just saying, okay, sorry, I said, hey, man, do you know anybody that sells beef? You said you got beef. You don't have beef. You're not going to have it till next year. I need to consume some. Who would you, who would you tell me to buy it from? Gave me a number, gave or gave me a name and uh, a location of a farmer's market. That another guy would be in. And he said, if I had to buy beef from someone in Tennessee, it would be this guy. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. I had a really cool conversation with him about his pigs and his cows and, um, kind of their, their cycle. Um, their cycle on how they run their pigs, their cows and why they didn't have any beef. And it's only June. That was cool. Um, Another big vendor. There were, there were quite a few small vendors. Uh, I bought some salad greens from a lady that had like, uh, I think she had a a six pack of eggs, uh, uh, two bags of salad greens and something else on her table. And she was just hanging out and stopped and had a little conversation with her grab some of her salad greens for like a dollar This is a big old bag of mixed uh, mixed lettuce salad greens exactly what we were looking for and it was a buck she's like yeah I picked it this morning before I came to the market it's like that one was last night this one was this morning I don't know which one you want the one the night before looked better actually but the, the morning one um, I think was gonna last longer so that was cool that was cool um, hold on one second. I'll get to these comments in a second, but uh, one other one last table. I stopped at bought some produce from these guys. Um, obviously not native English speaking. I couldn't pin where their country origin was. It didn't really matter. Um, but started talking to these two. They, they seemed young by the the stuff they were talking about. Couldn't really tell their age. They were younger than me for sure. Uh, but they were, they had a shitload of vegetables. Shitload, uh, and I was looking behind them, and they they had all the produce boxes like the the uh, ones you find at a grocery store or maybe at a produce warehouse. And I I said to the guy, "And Minneapolis, they had this big expose and I think it was a big problem all over the country. But people uh, basically wholesaling." buying wholesale vegetables and then coming to farmer's market and presenting them as homegrown uh presenting them as uh, they grew them and selling them a lot of farmer's markets have restrictions against that uh and a lot don't and uh if you don't ask you don't know nothing really matters nothing really matters where it comes from unless they're advertising that it's chemical free or whatever anyway just looked really, really uh, suspicious to me. And maybe not. Maybe they had a huge farm. And this is different. Uh, June in Minnesota, there's no way they would have had all this stuff. So maybe that was my spidey sense, uh, just uh, my old climate. <coughs> Excuse me. But I uh, asked the guy, I said, I said, uh, Hey, you grow all this stuff? All homegrown, sir. I said, Oh, homegrown, huh? Okay. Stuff looked good. I mean, I'm not doubting the guy. I'm not saying that he didn't grow it. I'm not saying that his neighbor didn't grow it, but the the pile of boxes behind looked fairly new. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Anyway, I picked up some uh, snow peas and some green beans from him. they were really good. they were cheap. Um, I had one in the car, just dried it out uh, and it was fine. It was fine. I don't think they were uh, they were doing anything malicious by any means. But as I got back, I was telling Corey about it. And she's like, oh, that's a really generic answer, isn't it? And she she brought up the point that, you know, if somebody asked me if I grew my vegetables at home, I'd be like, absolutely, I did. Or, yep, in the in the garden beds, I built myself or, yep, all organically grown um, compost made by my chickens and like go in a little further than Yes, sir. Everything's homegrown. Sounds like one of those generic cop-out answers that is true, even if you're not answering the question that was asked. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, anyway, let's get to the comments over here real quick. Um, Oh, wow. Holy crap. You guys have been busy. Uh, Renegade Butcher says it's a farmer's market, not a trade show. Backwoods Busher says, I wish I didn't have to go USDA. I'd be hitting all the farmers markets. If the government wasn't shooting all us small farmers in the foot, it would be better for the consumers. <laughs> morning, morning, farmer Kyle's rant. Yes. Uh, yeah. Farmer Kyle. Uh, Pippin and I says my old. Old neighbor owns and runs a few farmers markets around Orlando. There's not much farm there, last I heard. Yep. Uh, K Bonk says 17 Amish groups in Tennessee just sent you an email. All right, thanks, K Bonk. I appreciate it. All over it this morning. Uh, Gingerbread says it's a big pain. Big, it's big ag keeping little guy down. I tell you, that's the that's the main reason we didn't sell a lot of our our poultry off the farm. And I did uh I did dog food, raw dog food, raw cat food, shit like that. Uh and it's great, it's a great end around because you know, when you start talking to those raw dog food customers, they actually have an open. Um one of the reasons that they're feeding their dog raw dog raw is because they're not going the the way of normal feeding them kibble or whatever. Um, they're looking for different options, they're open to you saying to them. You really know uh, I can sell you dog food that's uh, just as good as the stuff that I eat. You know, if you don't get whole prey model and you buy the culled rabbits, uh, I can skin those out and gut them. And man, it'd be just like the stuff that I put in the freezer for myself. I don't know if you're going to drink that raw milk or if you're going to give it to your dog. You know, Uh, there were a lot of raw food customers that were open to that. They would order for them their dogs. Excuse me. And they might order extra. And. (laughs) They didn't like those. I didn't like i was telling people how to do bad things bad things uh back with butcher says my sister's visiting and said last night you know biden really isn't doing that bad wait you're st- okay i'm going to move on um Pippenai says yeah i work with a few people who are mentally ill too uh Renegade Butcher says, Brian, you know, the Beef Initiative has Nationwide Directory now. I did not know that. I did not know that. Is there anyone in the, the very sparsely populated area of uh, where I am? I'll have to look. Backwoods says, I know a guy in New Hampshire you can buy beef and pork from. Do you ship it to Tennessee. Kyle. Yeah. Weird. Hey, I know a guy in New Hampshire that sells beef and pork. I wonder if there's a, a, a directory of people that take Bitcoin for beef and pork. The renegade says he's bought some pet milk in a CVS parking lot a few times right after he got his mess. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, you got any of that raw milk for my dog? Oh, Oh, I got to meet my other buddy at CVS parking lot tonight. You want to meet me there? (laughs) Oh, man. You show up. It's just the same guy. Same guy slinging drugs and milk. (laughs) It makes you feel that way sometimes. For sure. Oh, yeah. So that was a trip to the farmer's market. It was not bad. Made some connections, passed out some cards, talked to some cool people. Uh, I will be going back for sure. I want to talk more to this mushroom lady about her stuff she's got going on. Um, She dries all her mushrooms, and they're all pretty much uh, stock shiitake, stuff like that. We did have a mushroom connection up in Minnesota that we really liked a lot of the variety he had. But he was actually growing in an indoor controlled grow room and growing some really specialty mushrooms that were phenomenal. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not a mushroom fan, not a mushroom fan at all. This dude's stuff changed my mind. Changed my mind for sure. Uh, Josh says, "Get her on the show, possibility, possibility, for sure. Um, her or her mushroom forager." Uh, she says. She says she has a certified mushroom forager uh, and it's very important. I didn't even make the connection is they kind of want to know what the the mushroom forager knows that he knows what he's looking for. And I think that's probably a good idea too. I think that's probably a good idea. So anyway, let's, uh, I I think the Dillo update is going to be short enough. And then I'll talk about this, uh, the submarine thing. and, um, And maybe we'll hit the Jade real quick too. Uh, the armadillo Armadillo, I think it might be the last day for the dillo. How about you? He's pretty much flat. There are maggots all over the road. Uh, Corey went out and checked it with uh, with Walter this morning Walter has no uh, interest at it in it whatsoever. The other two would decide to chew and roll and uh, Whatever with it, but it looks pretty uh, pretty well empty It seems to be just the the skin and armor of the little armored one and pretty soon I think it will be light enough that a vulture, vulture will probably just fly away with it and Corey's entertainment will be done. I don't know if I'm going to have to capture another, another animal uh, possibly drive around and look for some fresh roadkill to bring it back and lay it out in front of the vehicle. Um, maybe bait and trap something to get run over in front of the the camper here. I'm not sure what the, what the plan is going to be going forward, but um I don't think it's going to be much more past today and Corey's going to be bored again. So I'll help her out. I'll help, I'll help her out. We got a couple of weeks here left until we take off and then she'll have different scenery. But the Dillo is out there. Hey, a quick note on the Jade real quick. Uh, before I get to the item of the day, the block stream Jade, I have been, pra- I have been messing around with it. I have been diving into all the users manu- manuals, all the different, um, james or pip perfect uh it says morale patch idea little armored one with an upside down animal with x's on its eyes (laughs) cory's over there crying (laughs) she sits here and watches birds pick this animal apart that anybody says anything about the little armored one being dead and she's like oh the poor little armadillo oh look at that vulture pulling its guts out oh i got a good one there this is what I live with, guys. This is what I live with. Kyle says, rest in peace, little armored one. <laughs> oh, Blockstream Jade. I've been getting into it. Um, let's see. I've initialized a wallet. I have transferred funds to it. I've transferred funds from it. I have deleted it. I've recovered it using the key phrase. I have um, factory reset it. And um, yeah, then recovered it with the seed phrase. factory reset it first Uh, I've also used the Bluetooth functionality the camera works Uh, there is some other stuff I'm digging into uh, digging into I got some time I got some more time to dig into it I want to make sure I kind of go through all the functionality um, and um, yes yes it will be I think it's going to be a definite recommend I think Don't take that as a buy-it-because-I-said-so thing right now, but I can assure you that it works. It's fairly straightforward to use. Um, They have fairly good uh, walkthroughs on the website, uh, instruction manuals. I will be making some walkthrough videos that probably will be a little bit of a translation to some of the words. It's pretty user friendly. I think you'd be able to get your way through it. They also have videos that I haven't watched. I've only done the, um, I've only done the, um, the reading ones, the text, not the video uh, tutorials. But as of right now, I say, uh, especially for the price, and that's the thing. I, I have to say, I chose to get it. Uh, this is the one I chose to get, and the price point was one of the main things, plus a lot of the functionality, but. It is what it is and it works. So if you're thinking about getting one, uh, Blockstream Jade, uh, I think it comes out to like 80 bucks total with shipping and everything. Um, yeah, there's a link in the video description, the audio description with an affiliate code or affiliate link and a discount code. If you would use both, um, get the affiliate link so uh, I get credit for the sale and use the discount code so you get 10% off. There you go. Uh, not a hard recommendation yet, but a, Hey, I bought it and it works for what they say it is. I'm still, uh, I'm still digging into some other things. I don't know if I'm going to compare it to anything else, or I think, I, I think once I get through all the functionality of it, I'm going to be dead set that this is the one I I really want to promote and push going forward, but we'll see. We will see. Definitely definitely works. And at the price point, I don't think you can beat it. Blockstream Jade. Um, and that isn't the item of the day that just happened to be on my list to update how things are going with that because I've, uh, I've been doing it for eh, about four days now. I've been kind of digging in when I've had time, uh, one function at a time. I just got to run through it. I run through the, the documentation and then play around with it and then move on to something else in my day. Content coming, content coming. It's a lot to film and, uh, make sure I'm not breaching my own, um, I am not breaching my own security uh, with my hardware wallet. So just double checking a lot of stuff like that and uh, don't want to dox myself. So anyway, uh, item of the day, item of the day is lifetime portable folding table. This is a, a table. If you watch my review videos, I'm often at it. It's a white four foot by two foot folding table. It all collapses up and folds into a two by two by very thin um, portable uh, container, I guess. Uh, it slides into the camper garage. It slides into the back of the truck. It weighs under 15 pounds. It's really nice. Um, three adjustable heights, 24, 29, 24, and 19 inches. It's great. Heavy duty, tough. We got it when we were going to farmer's markets, and uh, it's it stayed with us and gone on the road with us because it's nice, small, lightweight, compactable. Uh, and it'd be great for camping, traveling, farmer's markets, uh, just a portable table to have around that's easy to move and not to pain in the ass. Check it out. Check it out. Review video up. Uh, Amazon link and review link down in the video description, audio description. And uh, yeah, big announcement. Um, not big. I mean, big. Dude's big. Big old uh, red beard. Chris Jensen. I got to be on the show tonight. Pre-recorded interview releasing this evening. I might, uh, I might mess around with changing it to a premiere instead of a live. Uh, for I'm uh, messing around with settings for the all the July shows coming out, and got a bunch of good ones coming up in July. Just to let you know, but tonight Chris Jensen, uh, traveling nomad carpenter, friend of Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, had a great conversation with him, and excited to release at least tonight. And uh, with that, Kyle, Kyle, I will be on uh, Meet the Critters on Friday night. We're gonna be talking about uh, man all the different animals that we had on our homestead. All the different revenue streams that I was pulling out of those and different things you can pursue as a beginning homesteader. We didn't go to the four-legged critters. We stuck with the poultry. All stuff you can get started on a small, medium, or large scale. Excited to talk about it with Kyle, and uh, you should be excited to check it out, too. Oh, Didn't make it under an hour. Yeah. Huh? Money licks? Like, looks like only two legged animals. Uh, <laughs> my wife. We had we had rabbits. I guess we had four-legged rabbits. I always forget about the rabbit. I, I look at them as small, uh, easy livestock, and I think of four-legged <laughs> livestock as you know, the pigs, the goats, the the sheep, the 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 cows. Thanks, 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 Corey. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> oh, James Blue Attire, man. Hey, it's gonna be a long day. I uh, I hope it goes better for you, brother. I hope it goes better for you and things get better. Uh, here an hour or two. If you stuck around, if you stuck around and you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or a Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. And uh, hey, tomorrow, it's going to be Friday. 10K giveaway. See you on Friday.